0: Welcome back to Three Decades of Tragedy, History of the Thirty Years' War. So last time, we talked about the early part of the Mantua Secession, with Duke Charles wanting to take it for himself, France being ambivalent towards supporting him, and Spain and Savoy attacking him to take part of the territory, or all of it if possible. One thing that really wasn't covered last week, and is more relevant today, is the imperial response to the whole failure of the Caesar of Savoy and Casale. In the aftermath of the loss at Mantua, Olivares feared Spain would look weak in the aftermath of the loss, as well as losing a mass amount of silver due to the wars they were going on about. So the Council of Spain pressed the Emperor of the HRE, Ferdinand, to assist them in removing the French from Mantua and put the Spanish in charge of that territory. The Imperials agreed, although not necessarily on all the terms that the Spanish wanted, and the Army of Lombardy was reinforced from Parma and Tuscany along with Neapolitan recruits, giving the Spanish around 18,000 men to work with. Manola also replaced Cordova as the Spanish commander in this war. Meanwhile, with the French, Duke Charles was disgusted by having to give up half of his new territory to Savoy due to the treaty done by the king. He reacted to this by striking out at Cremona, which was part of Milan's territory. Ferdinand realized that he'd be able to intervene now since Milan was one of his vassals, and it was his responsibility as an overlord to protect his vassals. The Imperials were able to send 30,000 troops over the next two months to Mantua, while the Spanish blockaded Casale, along with Savoy. Because Savoy, seeing this new bounce of power and the Imperials getting involved, proceeded to rejoin the Spanish, breaking the treaty they had with the French. However, the Spanish and Imperials were also strained diplomatically, due to the Spanish wanting to assert their own authority in Northern Italy, and the Emperor not wanting to get dragged into this mess, and seeing the Spanish move to try to take some of his authority from Northern Italy. The emperor really only intervened to protect his own authority, not to help the Spanish claim by any means. He didn't care one way or the other if they got it. Well, he would if they had got more power, but he didn't really wish to necessarily further Spain's goals. But due to their involvement, the imperials were also not able to assist the Spanish with the Dutch due to them having to spend money and men to engage the French at Mantua and Casale. The Imperials swept over the Mantua countryside by October 1629, the 7,000 Venetian auxiliaries unable to stop them. Duke Charles was then forced to stay in Mantua with 4,000 men. He was in a good position, as Mantua was surrounded by lagoons and could only be reached by long bridges to the east, west, and north, or at a crossing to Isola del Te to the south. The Imperials did manage to capture the crossing to the south, but high waters flooded the trenches, leaving that not a good place to stage an assault from. The other bridges were relatively easy to defend, and all assaults on them were repulsed, with heavy losses on the Imperial sides, and artillery was too far away due to the lagoons and the bridges to bombard the city. However, the Imperial commander claimed to be able to take the fortress in two weeks, but he was forced to try to starve out the defenders, which is generally a longer process as people can go as people can go a lot longer without food, and most places like that would have stores specifically for long sieges. On the Spanish front, the Spanish found it equally difficult to assault Casale, leaving them to have to settle for a siege. But both the Imperials and the Spanish would have to loosen their grip slightly on their holds due to the winter coming in and having to worry about their own supplies, which winter is a tough time for both defenders and besiegers due to cold weather and supplies were harder to bring in. The Spanish and Imperials were now forced to deal with the difficulty of a siege, which is usually in the favor of the defender. Due to it being easier to defend a place, the general odds are if you want to assault a fortress or some sort of fortified place, you generally want somewhere between, like, three to five times the men the enemy had, because it's much easier to attack from the walls, because you have protection unlike the enemy, who's usually in the open. Both the defenders at Mantua and Casale were both able to hold off the imperial and Spanish assaults. Richelieu was then forced to respond to this attack, having backed Charles before, though it wasn't an easy decision. It would be unpopular among the pro Spanish nobility in the French court, and he felt that he lacked the forces to assault them, and the eighteen thousand men that were around the Alps seemingly did not act as a deterrent to the Spanish. But despite his lack of confidence towards this, the French army advanced despite the lack of numbers and confidence he had. The French army advanced on February 1630 with King Louis Thirteenth leading them. The French army advanced quickly, taking Pinerolo and Saluzzo by March 31st, which got the Savoy army to break the siege of Casale and face the French in battle. The French then defeated the Savoy army at Avigaliana in July, which relieved Casale, but the French army was in Iraq. With Disease infecting two thirds of the army, forcing the French to delay any further operations until so they got reinforcements, as men were either disabled or dead. Well, disabled in terms of inability to fight. While Casale was eventually relieved, Mantua was not so lucky. Seventeen thousand Venetian troops were sent to reinforce Mantua, but they were defeated by imperial forces. The city was then racked with the plague, weakening the already weakened defenders. The city, which had been swollen by refugees due to the advance of the army of the Imper- due to the advance of the army of the imperials, and it was also. The the middle of winter, which which strikes the troops hard as disease spreads with large populations. So, an increasing amount of people and an army there did not work out well. Which would, eventually leave the, which would eventually leave the Defenders and Charles, with only around 700 fit soldiers by mid-July. The Imperial was then assaulted by boat on July 16th, 1630, forcing the Defenders into the Citadel, which were then surrender two days later. The city was then thoroughly pillaged, with millions of Ducats of property taken, including the Duke's art collection. The amount of Ducats that is calculated was around 18 million, which was a lot of money, which was almost enough to pay off the debts that Habsburg had from the Bohemian Revolt which was around $20 billion. So, that's a lot of money. Charles fled to Rome claiming asylum, and most of his contemporaries blamed the poor defense over the actual quality of the troops that were besieging them. It wasn't necessarily that the Imperials won, it was that the French Duke Charles lost. While the Imperials did capture Mantua, it was not a complete victory for them. The French still held Casale, which meant they weren't, ...out of the ring yet. But both sides realized they didn't want to keep fighting anymore... ...seeing as it was going to get more expensive and there's a lot of things going on. And for the Imperials, there was already worries about Sweden invading them... ...which was going to happen relatively soon, in 1630. So there was a peace conference, but Richelieu picked Father Joseph, who was a friend of his... And they were given the terms that the French would give up Casale and other gains in Italy to Spain and withdraw their support of the nobility and the HRE who opposed the Hathbergs, And also they would not support Gustavus, who, like I mentioned like 30 seconds ago, had begun his assaults into the HRE. In return, Duke Charles would be recognized as the Duke of Mantua. The terms were only agreed to in October 1630 due to the king being indisposed from disease and Richelieu was in a rough position politically and he had to deal with a lot of internal rivalries which left him unable to respond to these terms. So it was reluctantly agreed upon and was signed by Father Joseph. These terms effectively went against policy towards the Habsburgs which was undermine them as much as possible seeing as... They were rival dynasties. Once the king recovered, he refused to ratify the terms, and he did not support them, which left... Mantua was still tackling the charge of Duke Charles, but the Imperials couldn't really enforce their will on them, since the Spanish were still engaged in the Dutch, and they were dealing with Gustavus up to the north. So the French were not only able to begin supporting the Swedes monetarily... Which would actually help them in their assault on the Empire due to wars being expensive. It also led to France increasing their prestige. It is weird to think that a Catholic nation like France, who had been attacking their Protestant faction, would support a Protestant faction, sort of thing. But they didn't like the but they didn't like the Habsburgs, so anyone who was engaged in the Habsburgs was more their ally than anyone who was not of their religion. Like I said at the beginning of this podcast, there's more to this war than just simple religion, which was a big part, but not the only part. This treaty and this agreement would also have long-term ramifications, like souring the relationship between Spain and Austria due to those two having falling out over the exact terms, etc. And It had also separated Austria from the papacy a bit due to the terms eventually becoming much more fair towards the French, which eventually left it acceptable for the French to have Protestant allies, which would not be the same if the Austrians were closer to the Pope. So in the end... Mantua, and the whole Mantuan inheritance thing, did a lot of damage to the Imperials they didn't realize, especially on the diplomatic and control front. Mantua was still a French hold, and Richelieu showed a skill at manipulating politics, and the French even kept their garrisons in the area, which meant that the French had effective control over those areas, even though they might not have the legal control over it, so to speak. This was a chink in the armor of the Imperials, who had previously done very well as for you guys have seen, which was kicking everyone's ass as they were sort of in their own territory. But this wasn't the last mistake the Imperials would make as we move on from Mantua to another decision that was not well thought out. Thank you for listening in, and I hope you're enjoying it. Next time, we discuss the Edict of Restitution, which is about the restoration of church lands, which is a contentious topic in this time period. Social media links will be in the description, or on the links themselves. You can email me at 3decot at a reminder about Patreon, and to review and spread the word. And I'll see you guys next time.